Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. David West, NBA champion and member of the Golden State Warriors, of course. David, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning. Thanks, God. Thanks for having me. It's great to talk to you, and I'm sure when you hear the introduction, NBA champion, that's got to sound pretty good. Have you gotten used to that yet? Uh, not quite. Uh, still feels pretty good. Uh, you know, just been enjoying the summer, uh, enjoying the, uh, a pretty pretty good season that we had. And you left Indiana because you went, you went to San Antonio to chase that championship, and so you leave San Antonio, you go to Warriors, and you finally get it. What was the difference between those other stops uh, and, and this last one here with the Warriors and finally attaining that goal? Uh, well, I think it was just two things. Um, you know, the, the right collection of talent. I mean, obviously, having a super talented team um, put us in position, and then uh, you know, guys not believing that uh, it was just talent alone that was going to get us there. It was uh, just that consistent approach every single day. Um, you know, the guys having their right focus, and everybody's you know pushing toward the same goal, and that's winning every single game um, that we have an opportunity to win, and then ultimately. Um, you know, we were focused on the championship from day one. You decided to come back on a one-year deal. You said that this is probably going to be your last year. What were some of the thoughts that you had that led to the decision to come back for one more? Uh, well, right at the end of the season, uh, I talked to uh, I talked to Steve a little bit, and he just talked to me about you know that that transition, that thought process of going into retirement. And he was like, you know, when you know you're done, like there's no question. And so, um, you know, I had such a good taste in my mouth from, you know, the championship run and, uh, you know, the guys, uh, you know, Draymond was you know, been in my ear all year about just coming back, coming back, coming back. So, um, you know, it just felt good. It felt like the right thing to do. You know, I still feel alive, feel like I can contribute. Uh, and obviously feel, you know, we've got a great, a great group and we bring it back just about everybody. So, um, you know, we just, it felt like it was the right thing to do, give it one more shot, uh, see what happens uh, after this year. You mentioned Steve Kerr, your head coach, and he was absent at least on the court because of his health issues. Mike Brown sat in that chair. Uh, what grade would you give Mike Brown uh, for, as far as the job he did steering you guys when Steve was out? Oh, man, I, I, I'd give Mike, uh, I guess, the best grade possible. Uh, you know, Mike's a, a great basketball mind, obviously. Um, and he's had some success, uh, some ups and downs in his coaching career. But, uh, you know, the, the, the best thing he did was he just came in and he sort of stuck to what we had been doing. Uh, you know, he added his twist here and there. But, you know, he got to be himself. But uh, but obviously it was just about the group. And he knew the strength of the group. Uh, he just did a good job of, you know, maintaining and keeping our focus uh, throughout uh, the stretches when he was in charge. 
Gio and Jones with David West, NBA champion and Golden State Warrior across the country on CBS Sports Radio. I know it's going to be a tough question to answer because you, you're not going to have to go through this having won the title, but if it didn't work out for you and you didn't get that title and you headed into retirement without it, would that have been a really tough thing to live with, or do you think you would have been at peace with your career regardless? Uh, you know, that's something that I thought about a little bit. Uh, you know, if, if I didn't win, uh, if we didn't win, it was going to be, it'd just be one of those those pills you got to swallow. Um, but people know me. I'm, I'm motivated by, uh, by winning and uh, by being successful. And, um, you know, that that's what drives me. Um, not so much monetary uh, gain, but, you know, the idea, you know, the concept, what winning does to you uh, as an individual. Uh, and, and that's what was most valuable to me. So I didn't, I mean, I thought about it some, like what if it doesn't work out? Um, uh, I knew going to San Antonio, you know, last year, we had a crack at it, you know. Every, you know, just because you don't win a championship doesn't mean the team uh, that you're on wasn't necessarily a championship caliber team. You know, you just didn't win it. Um, so I, I knew that for me personally, just being in those kind of environments where the, the idea of a championship was all that the group was focused on um, was what I needed to be in in the latter stages of my career, and then ultimately winning it just makes it, you know, just puts the icing on the cake or tops tops everything off. So. All right, I'm a Spurs fan, and I'm watching Kawhi Leonard do his thing, and then your boy Zaza just decided to do the dosi do with Kawhi's ankle. He goes out of the game. You're over. You're able to overcome a 23 point deficit. If Kawhi does not get hurt and he's able to maintain that that healthiness and and do his thing, would that series have gone a different way? No. <laughs> Still would have swept them, huh? Yeah, I, you know, I uh, I think internally, you know, for us, uh, we we always said that you know the one game that we felt like we were most vulnerable against them would be Game One, mm-hmm. and we felt like that was going to be you know their best opportunity to, to get one in that series, um, and then when they didn't get that one, we just I just thought that, you know, knowing that was in our mind from the beginning, once we were able to secure game one, um, you know, we just went through that series, you know, ready to, you know, to just get through it. Uh, but again, I, regardless of what happens, I just, I, I had, a, you know, unbelievable faith in our group. Uh, again, we've been focused all year. We really hadn't let down at all. Uh, even, even when KD went out, I mean, we just, we just kept chugging along, kept chugging along. So, you know, I, I was very confident, you know, particularly after we, you know, we weathered the storm uh, early on in, in, in a few of those other series, like, you know, Portland came at us, tough game one. We knew that game one was going to be tough. Um, why did you again, think it was going to be – why did you think confident. game one was going to be difficult versus the Spurs? Well, well, well one, because we were have, we had a bit of a break um, okay. before the series before, and, you know, their style of play – uh, just one of you know, it's, it's so uh, system driven that it almost takes you a game or two to you know to kind of settle in to get used to it to work against it. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, and so you know, game one against them is usually when you're most vulnerable because you just you have to get used to or or, or, or sort of get reacquainted to how they play and the defensive intensity, obviously, and just the stifle. Uh, you know, the way that their defense and their system can stifle you on both sides of the ball. 
Gio and Jones with David West across the country on CBS Sports Radio. You guys have a ton of superstars in your team, a lot of big personalities, and you seem to get along really well. How come the Cleveland Cavaliers can't figure that out? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I know what, what what works for us is uh, is we you know we're just we communicate. Uh, Draymond does a good job of just keeping the locker room wide open. Uh, Andre does too. You know, just any issues we're having, uh, you know, Steve addresses them. We just we talk everything out. Uh, and everybody's on the same page. Uh, I don't think anybody in the group has, you know, those ulterior motives where they're looking and they're motivated by something other than winning. Um, and I think that that's that's one of the, the secrets that we have. Uh, once something that's special about our group. This was your first installment of the Warriors Cavaliers rivalry. Have has the team have they embraced this rivalry with Cleveland? Uh. I don't know if they've embraced it. I know that the, the, the challenge is there. Uh, it seems that, you know, everybody just kind of wants to see what happens when we go head-to-head. Um, you know, obviously, you know, it's because of the, 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 the talent and obviously LeBron being on Cleveland. Um, you know, it's just one of those It's just one of those things where we know that, you know, obviously if we get to the finals, we get to the later stages in, uh, in that playoff run, you know, chances are you're going to have to go through uh, go through LeBron, LeBron or go through Cleveland. And, um, you know, that's just the way things turned out this year. We've only played each other twice during the regular season. So, obviously, those games are highly anticipated. and A lot of folks are looking forward to those games in the regular season. But um, I think that, you know, obviously, just the caliber of talent on both teams, the fact that those teams have been in the finals the last few years, uh, just puts extra spotlight on the games. You mentioned Draymond Green a couple times in a leadership role and being the guy who communicates. What is it about him and his communication that gets through to all you guys as, as well as it does? Uh, well, I mean, um, you know, he just says what he's feeling, um, and you know, most of the time he's in the he's in the right vicinity in terms of messaging. I think sometimes you know because he's so emotional and he's so animated. Sometimes what he's saying is actually getting lost in what people perceive as him, you know, you know, being maybe over, over dramatic or, or overly emotional. But he's, he's he's usually saying the right things, and um, obviously just making sure that everybody's on the same page. If we're constantly talking about championship and constantly talking about winning and 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 and, and trying to be the best team possible, um, you know, that message is constantly reiterated throughout the, the year and in the locker room. Um, and he's one of the main guys that does that. Now, watching you throughout your career, you are looked upon as a leader. Did you feel like you could jettison that uh, label going over to the Warriors and, and you just wanted to fit in more so than step up and, and speak up? Well, uh, I mean, I'm still pretty uh, pretty, uh, pretty outspoken. It's just, um, you know, the role that I had served in uh, you know, few, uh, the teams pr- uh, prior to San Antonio is just um, – it was even more of a leader, more than leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was sort of being the, you know, I don't know, I don't even know a word for it, but just sort of being Mister Dependable or the guy that everybody leaned on for everything. Mm-hmm. And um, at times that gets exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to be a part of a group that maybe has more uh, more than just one or two. You know, you want five or six of those types of personalities 
uh, in the locker room. Um, uh, and that was, you know, that's obviously what I was looking for and, and wanted to be comfortable uh, in. Uh, but there's still, you know, obviously my experience uh, being in the NBA will be now 15 years, having seen just about every twist and turn, uh, guys still come to me and uh, ask me questions about this, that, and the third. Um, and I just try to be a, a voice of reason. I try to be consistent in my approach every single day um, and try to lead by example. Uh, which club should I go to tonight, David? Which what? <laughs> I said, which club should I go to tonight, David? You've been to this city many times. Where, where are you? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just <laughs> no, you're just going to give me an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sure. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta. I'm tired of Magic City. I'm tired of Magic City, dog. <laughs> David, before we let you go, I want to ask you this because this uh, this NBA offseason has been crazy because everybody's trying to get to the point where you guys are, and it's going to be very difficult to do so. Have you seen right. any teams' moves that have caught your attention more than the others, whether it's Paul George to Oklahoma City or what the Rockets are doing? Is there one where you say, hmm, I mean, that team actually, uh, they did something this offseason, not to say that you'd fear them, but maybe it caught your right. attention a little bit? I, w- I would say Minnesota. Um Grabbing uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, uh, I think that changes them uh, tremendously. You know, obviously uh, the two young guys, Wiggins and Towns, are, are phenomenal. They're up, up and coming players, but I think uh, you know Jimmy Butler sort of gives them a ruggedness um, and a toughness um, that I think you know they need and it'll, it'll help that that group's personality. Um, so Minnesota is a team that that um, I thought. You know, they, they, they really got better uh, in terms of the West um, and the way they're going to position themselves. All right, you contemplated retirement, but you're going to come back for one more season. But do you have an idea of what you're going to do once you hang up your sneakers? Um, you know, I'm going to do a little bit of I love coaching youth basketball. Like, I'm huge into, like, the um, you know the, 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 the amateur basketball mm-hmm. um, and just having an impact on young people. So I'm definitely going to do that. Um, and then I've got, you know, obviously some other business interests and things that we're working on, uh, mainly in renewable energy that I'm going to focus on. Uh, but I just want to get through this year, you know, try to go out with a, with a, with another bang, uh, okay. you know, try to be as uh, productive as I possibly can at 37 uh, and hope to end this thing right. All right. Well, when we're traveling around, we'll give you a call to find out the points of interest. All right, that'll work. <laughs> thanks, David. Congratulations again. Enjoy right, the offseason. All right, thanks, man. David West of the Golden State Warriors and NBA champion, and he was serious. He was going to give you an answer about what club to go to. He didn't realize that you were joking when you said, what club are we going to tonight? And he goes, where are you at? <laughs> Mama was not in the car. <laughs> It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I got you covered, dog. Yeah, and he uh, <laughs> he did cackle there for quite a bit with the Golden State Warriors uh, versus the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. handling of the offseason <laughs> question. Uh, they went out differently. Yeah, when, when the Warriors lost the finals, they went out and got Kevin Durant and went after it again. Uh, when the Cavaliers lost this time around, they've basically dissolved They've uh, broken apart at the seams, at least currently. Yeah. We'll see where Kyrie Irving ends up. But David West, things are good for David West right now. Going great. Finally got that elusive title and uh, one more year. And 
then it's off to renewable energies and helping the kids. Save those kids. <laughs> they need some saving. Now, you're going to have some competition, you and Dion, but go save them. <laughs> coming out. Coming out next. Whoa. <laughs> coming up next. A man. You are? Go ahead is and tell banned, us. No. A man is banned from the beach for an unbelievable act. Wait to hear this story and a bogus update. Check us out on Facebook at Geo and Jones. After lauding Andrew Bogish for not messing up Social Security <laughs> on his read this morning, he went back. He didn't do it. And did it again. No, you did yeah. not. Now, I don't know if these guys, oh. these guys didn't pull it yet. Um, but oh, no. What's that? Be ready for the 820. Okay. Yeah, Good tease. <laughs> but he did it again, man. This is your kryptonite. Social Security. Social Security. Social Security. Social Security. Taco security. Charlton. Defensive <laughs> Coordinator. <laughs> they find your Social Security number. Good number. Good number. Good number. Yeah. Good oh, number. Good no- it's a good number. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. Social Security is a good number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm having fun with this. Twitter right now. Oh, <laughs> with the Twitter? It's just visual a, stimuli. It's, a funny, it's just a funny video that was, was posted. That is pretty funny. <laughs> Makes me hungry. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Bogus, what you got over there, man? I got an update. It begins with Ryan Tannehill plus Colin Kaepernick plus Jay Cutler. It is time to pour Adam Gase and Mike Tannenbaum a Bellini or something. The Dolphins starting quarterback may need season-ending left knee surgery after a non-contact injury in practice yesterday morning. Tannehill is compiling medical opinions and could choose to rest the knee for six to eight weeks. He opted against surgery after initially hurting the knee back in December. Kaepernick's name has reportedly come up in the Finns front office, and Jay Cutler would apparently like his name to come up in the Finns front office. Cutler said to be interested in reuniting with Adam Gase, who is who was his offensive coordinator in Chicago, but wants a full season starting job, and to be paid accordingly to leave already the Fox Broadcasting booth. Neither the Cowboys nor the Cardinals put their big names on the field for last night's Hall of Fame game in Canton. Dallas started Kellen Moore QB, his first start since Boise State. I like not having to, you know, wait three quarters and then, you know, warm the arm back up, you know, after about five hours. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to just warm up, get ready to go, and go play. Moore went 12 for 17 for 182 yards, a score, and a pick. His Cowboys fell behind 15 nothing before winning Hook'em 2018. Greg, you showed me the picture of two people. I feel like the, guy, the one on the right doesn't like the one on the left. <laughs> <laughs> this, this still shot here is just beautiful. I'm going to take a picture. It's all right? encompassing. Yeah, really. It really is. All you need to know. The 20-year-old third baseman at it again in Boston. And he swings and it's at high to left field. Pretty deep. Back toward the wall. Though. Monaco looking up. It's gone. It's gone. Into the first row of the monster seats. Two-run homer Devers. Joe Castiglione on Red Sox Radio. Three homers and eight career games now for Rafael Devers. This one started Boston towards a 9-5 decision over the White Sox. The Yankees lost in Cleveland 5-1, so Boston's AL East lead is now two games. The Astros have their first three-game losing streak since mid-June. All three losses at home to the Rays, 5-3 last night. Detroit, a 7-5 win in Baltimore. The Dodgers, a 7-4 win in Atlanta. And the Diamondbacks outscored the Cubs 10-8 to Wrigley. Paul Goldschmidt's third homer of the game broke an 8-8 tie top nine. Nick Saban will not suspend Deshaun Hand for last weekend's DUI arrest as long as the Alabama D-lineman does certain things like community service. Hand was reportedly found asleep in his parked car. Paulie Malinaji 
Social Security has left Conor McGregor's training camp, <laughs> apparently upset that unflattering pictures from a sparring session this week were released. The retired boxer called the situation a circus and says he will not be exploited. And Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth are two shots off the lead of Thomas Peters. He's at five under after round one of the WGC Bridgestone Invitational. Tea times this morning in round two, pushed back 30 minutes because of bad weather in the Akron area. Boys? Okay, I've got Brian's future right here. I've got, I know exactly how it's going to go. Um, he's going to be down in Florida, just like Richard Basaraba, mm-hmm. 73 years old, mm-hmm. who is walking the beaches at Daytona Beach, handing out business cards that read, Sugar Daddy Seeking His Sugar Baby. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Well, he, he hands it to teenagers. Oh, and, no, 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 no. Don't do that. And the mothers of the teenagers aren't too happy about oh, that. Oh, no. Come on, Rich. Yeah. Well, that is the deal. Now, he was not charged with a crime. He told police he'd been passing out business cards to young females on the beach who were all older than 18. But people could lie about their age, I guess, unless you have a birth certificate on you. <laughs> Let me see your ID. They do it all the time. Which beach was he on, did they say? Uh, Daytona Beach. Oh, Daytona Beach. And he's banned from all, I don't know how to pronounce the county, Volusia County beaches. Are okay. You, you're familiar with No, them? I'm not. V-O-L-U-S-I-A. Uh-huh. Volusia, I'm going to go with. County beaches. <laughs> 73-year-old 73-year-old <laughs> Richard Basaraba walking around the beach with business cards that say Sugar Daddy, sugar daddy seeking his sugar baby. Ask me about your monthly allowance. Well, that's just cutting straight to it, baby. How much you need a month? <laughs> How much? You, you know some people are going to take him up on that. Pastor uh, mm-hmm. said he had no nefarious intentions toward the girls and was devastated by what he considers an overreaction <laughs> from law enforcement. <laughs> I think that was overreaction. Most people thought it was funny. Well, people are creepy these days. Yeah. You got to make sure. You got to at least check them out. But, I mean, was he being funny or was he being serious? He probably was being serious. Now, do you respect this guy or do you say, you know, for just going out there and saying this is what the deal is, I'm not going to pretend I've got money, I'm looking for somebody young, or do you think that it's pathetic that he's that hard up that he's handing out business cards to try to get people to hang around him? You may be hard up at 73, too. You never know. I mean, uh, I think... This is the wrong way to go about advertising your business. This is the wrong way. Yeah, there's better ways to do this. Other places you can venture to, and right, you'll so get a different reaction. How do you go about <laughs> I don't <know>. acquiring <laughs> the sugar babies? There are other establishments where that message may go over a little bit better than on a beach. We're talking about a, a supermarket. Okay. Uh, church. Church, yeah, more than a beach. Let me help you. Uh, let me help you with that collection plate. Here's your allowance. Oh, your- come on! There's no way. Um, um, the wiggle is what you're talking about. That right? too. That's in there. But you meet a lot of people at the grocery store. You didn't respond to Mike's question in the email last night. What was the question in his email? <laughs> what are the odds that you saw? <laughs> the email. Uh, slim to none. Okay. Well, I read all your emails, dude. 
But I was knee deep in college football prep. Oh, so you it couldn't. got lost in the shuffle. Oh, naturally. Yeah. Um, his email was, "What do you think about opening up a strip club for plus size women called the Jiggle?" I pass. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, though. I pass. You know, if you think of it, you call it the Wiggle. Yeah, the Jiggle. The Jiggle. Not yeah. a bad idea. The Jiggling baby. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, if you want to plop down some of your money. I'll run it for you. Uh, this this next story is also uh, cover your ears if your kid's in the car story. Mm. So a top drug company executive and an escort managed to rack up. Just take a guess. Take a guess between the dates here were, it was like over, definitely over a year. Uh, almost, it was uh, almost two years. So between November 2015 and mid-March 2017, top drug company executive and an escort managed to rack up how much worth of charges on a credit card? In over a year. Yep. Hmm. Meal. $5.8 million worth of charges on a company credit card. Oh, damn. Hugh Freeze again? Court filing showed that Scott Kennedy, who worked for... France-based Namera and Crystal Lundberg, who worked for street-based Calvin, <laughs> spent thousands of dollars on plastic surgery, a San Diego mansion, wow. and a chauffeur for her children, dogs, and potted plants. When I met you last <laughs> night, baby. <laughs> Oh, man, she took advantage of the dude. Come on. You don't take advantage of someone's generosity like that. Sex. <laughs> Analysis conducted by Namera found more than 8,800 wow. improper charges to the company credit card between November 2015 and mid-March 2017, including $24,000 for movers to haul Crystal Lundberg's potted plants from her home in Illinois to her mansion. Two Rolex watches, a personal driver for her daughters, a maid, two purebred dogs, and trips to numerous locations, including Bali, mm. Hawaii, France, and Costa Rica. What? While Kennedy largely blamed Lundberg for spending, uh, he admitted buying gifts with the company card to pay for day-to-day expenses after Lundberg had allegedly maxed out his personal credit card. What? Dang! <laughs> Was he 73, too? Uh, man. He maxed out his personal credit card and then said, okay, company, you start footing the bill for this woman. Man, he must have really liked her. (laughs) Seriously. Wow. What I don't understand is whoever is in charge of the company expenses, it takes you almost two years, a year and a half to catch on to this? (laughs) They had to rack up $5.8 million worth of stuff before a red flag goes off in your mind? That just shows you how much dough they're rolling in. Right. They must be really, really doing well. But how about this this lie she told him? uh, Or he told the agency that Lumberg had led him to believe she would eventually reimburse him as she claimed she was adopted by a wealthy family. As a child and at at age 30... She would be able to access $4 million. <laughs> At age 30. Wow. Yeah, just a couple more years. 
Wow, that's what I'm gonna use. Listen, I can only give you ten dollars tonight, but trust me, <laughs> when my inheritance is gonna kick in in about a week. <laughs> oh man! Oh, what an idiot! It's undefeated. It's undefeated, <laughs> man. The power of the five point eight million dollars. You believe that? Crazy. What's that word you use for cocktail story? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not exactly. How do you say it? <laughs> it's no, you said it right, but that's not how you would use it. Oh. Yeah, then not 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 in this particular You wouldn't situation. use it. I got another word I can't use. Yeah. What, what an idiot. You max out your personal credit card, didn't you put that on the comp- oh. Well, the company card thing, at least oh. he wasn't paying for that personally. And then when I found out it was the personal card, as dumb as the company card stuff, it's dumb. You're going to get caught and fired. Right. But, like, I actually am, am more appalled with the fact that he maxed out his own personal credit card before he got to the company card. <laughs> your own money! <laughs> Stop. Oh, man. All right. Coming up next. Kristaps Porzingis wants to be tougher, both on the court and with his mouth. So he's been studying some people. We'll tell you who. Coming right up. Follow us on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Kristaps Porzingis is going to have a magical year next year for the New York Knicks. Absolutely magical. It'll be an even better year if Carmelo Anthony isn't on that team. But he's still going to have a great year. And these are the reasons why. One, he's been working out like crazy. And, yeah, it's a little pretentious to put up your workout videos on social media, but he's been doing it. He looks bigger. He looks stronger. He looks like he's in the best shape he's been in. And now he is studying two of the best people at their particular craft. Mm -hmm. One, he's working with Dirk Nowitzki, who many people have compared him to. And I actually think – I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be Dirk because Dirk's one of the great scorers in NBA history – but he actually can do more than Dirk, which is crazy to yeah, say, but he right. can. Yeah. Um, and has the capability of that in his skill set. But he's working with Dirk to refine his game. And he's also studying Conor McGregor on how to become a better trash talker. <laughs> so he is taking this okay. offseason seriously. There's no Phil. He left in a cloud of dust after the season to go back to wonderful, beautiful Latvia to hang out this offseason, get his mind right, get his body right, all these things, and he's going to come back and be a monster next year as long as that big, lanky body can stay healthy. Well, the talent's there, the athleticism is there, and you're, you're correct as far as being a complete player. No knock on, on Dirk, but uh, here's a guy that uh, is a better slasher, I will say, than Dirk, and Dirk can shoot the lights out, and Porzingis will – uh, maybe probably get there, uh, but this is uh, why not lean on someone who's had such an illustrious career as, as Dirk Nowitzki go down as one of the greats. And and as far as the trash talking, uh, why do you need that to be the part of your game? Just let your game to well, be a part of your game. Let your game speak for itself. I think the NBA is real. They got a lot of great trash talkers there, and I feel like maybe he's gotten trash talked a lot and his comebacks probably aren't good enough listen to more translaterists they don't teach you trash talking and then you say it in latvian no one know what the hell you're saying you can't get a tech well his english is very very good yeah so but i could just see i mean from what we know of translaterists and 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 latvia i mean he probably is just way too nice with his Mm. you know I hope you step in a puddle on the way to the market. You know? Like, that's probably what he's, what he's saying. We will not be the only one black. <laughs> I hope that it rains on your cousin's wedding day. 
that she has planned for many years now. Universal shop, gherkins and partneries, and humbleys. <laughs> hope you drink too much vodka. <laughs> I hope on your next poop that there's not enough toilet paper to satisfactory wipe your undercarriage. Humbleys. <laughs> you know? That's probably what he's saying, so he needs some help with that. Huh? <laughs> yeah. What did you just say yeah, to me? What did you say? Ref, did you hear that? <laughs> That's not allowed. <laughs> you can't talk about my undercarriage like that. I hope you wake up in the middle of the night with moderate to severe acid reflux. <laughs> what? Damn. <laughs> I hope you get duped by an escort lady. Well, that's that's bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's actually really mean. You know, five point eight million dollars. That's Woo! not good. It's probably yeah. happened. And Mikey B's been trying desperately for years now. We've gotten everybody. We've gotten in contact with every person who has ever spoken to Christoph Porzingis in Latvia. Translateris, Giannis Translateris's manager, Porzingis's brother the play-by-play man for Latvian basketball. Like, we've been trying to get Porzingis on because we have a connection. Yep. He doesn't do interviews, and he's been a big story this NBA offseason because he didn't talk to the Knicks at all. Phil Jackson tried to trade him before he got fired. So we're thinking maybe we could be the guys that get Porzingis on, mm. make the story, and no, doesn't happen. <laughs> Enough. Come on, Mikey B. I'm trying. Try harder. No, it's not his fault. He tells me about. Shh. Try harder. Well, I will. I haven't heard him do anything on radio. I guess he just at all. Concentrating, man. He, he's he's focused. A laser focus on this upcoming Caesar season. <laughs> <laughs> yep, upcoming Caesar salad. He's got the laser focus on that anchovies. No anchovies. I hope your Caesar salad comes out with anchovies when you don't like anchovies. Excuse me? And then they take the anchovies off, and the lettuce still tastes like fish. <laughs> That's what I hope for you. Try harder, Brian. <laughs> no, I need to try lesser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, you damn near know everyone in Riga right now. Yeah. You still can't get the man. He's ass with the keys, and ass with the count. Christoph Porzingis. Yeah. Christoph Porzingis. Yeah. We do know everybody. In we know everyone in Sasis. Yes. That stinks that that didn't work out. Ah! It's just, it's just too much. It was just too much. Not for you, it's not too much. It's just too much. You know? I'm going to go. Well, you should have gone already. Now you can't. I'm going to go. You should have gone in July. In the football season, I'm going. Oh, no, it's going to be too damn cold. Not yeah, you're not going to go. Then now's the time to go. I uh, know. Go next week. <laughs> okay. It's a final <laughs> countdown. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I, I don't, don't even, either. I don't either. <laughs> what was he doing? The rock, was that Rocky 3? <laughs> I don't know. Pick what? one. No, that was Rocky. Was it 3? Yeah, it well, was 3. Final uh, countdown? Yeah, fight. It's a final countdown. Drive <laughs> That was <laughs> Maybe that's more <laughs> Latvian trash talk. There you <laughs> that's, go. What, that's what Porzingis does. He hits a three. He goes. <laughs> 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 Kyrie Irving's not going anywhere. Nope. Every day I'm going to say this. Nope. He's not going anywhere. And Devin Booker now is been linked in trade talks to 
the Cavaliers for Kyrie Irving, even if Irving didn't sign the extension that they wanted. And then that's not going to happen, clearly, uh, if, if Irving's not going to sign the extension. Uh, the Nuggets have inquired. The Nuggets are not going to break up all their young players just to get Kyrie Irving. And the problem is, if Kyrie Irving doesn't sign that extension, then no one's going to trust him to want to stay in that particular place. And he also had a list of teams. The Suns and Nuggets weren't on those teams. Right. wasn't on that list of teams that Kyrie Irving put out. So they're thinking, well, he probably doesn't want to be here. He's going to sign with those teams. He's a free agent. The teams that were on that list haven't inquired enough and or don't have enough to be able to go and get him. So he's going to go back there to Cleveland if he gets traded at this point, I mean, I would, I would, I should say nothing shocks me in sports anymore. At this point, if Kyrie Irving actually gets traded from the Cavaliers, that that will truly floor me because it's, it's such a difficult thing to consummate right now. Right, and, and and first of all, Kyrie doesn't want to sign the extension. The Suns don't want to give up Devin Booker, uh, so that's not going to work. It's not one of the original teams he wanted to go to, as, as you just stated. Uh, so this is going to continue to go round and round and round, and Cleveland. Uh, bless their hearts. They're trying. They're trying to accommodate uh, Kyrie Irving, but it's just not working right now. And and so eventually, you're gonna have to crawl back to the Cavaliers and say, "I'm sorry, make up for this, and let's move on and try to get back to the finals." Uh, I mean, it's just the, the the leverage is not on the side of the Cavaliers in this deal. Just yeah. not. I'm just thinking about the David West laugh. You guys <laughs> seem to figure it out. How come the Cavaliers can't? <laughs> <laughs> He loved that one. Yeah, that was it is. One. It is sort of pathetic, though, isn't it? And what what they're going through. I mean, think about taking less money. These guys are. I mean, they, coming back. Draymond Green convincing everybody, convinced David West to come back for another year. He doesn't care about money. Durant's taking less money. I mean, it's just like we just want to win. And, and let's look at this from the other side, as far as this trade for Kyrie Irving is concerned. Kyrie Irving wants to leave because of uncertainty. People didn't want to take the front office job because of uncertainty. Other free agents or, or guys who weren't free agents but that were traded didn't want to go to Cleveland because of uncertainty. So why would anyone from Phoenix or any of the other teams that have been mentioned uh, by Kyrie Irving, why would they want to go there if there's a lot of uncertainty after next season? Yeah, nobody. Right. So Cleveland has no leverage. And None. If you missed the David West interview when I asked him which one of the teams in the offseason – was he taking notice of the most? And he said Minnesota. Yeah. What Minnesota did. Wouldn't that be something? The Timberwolves were the the biggest threat to the Golden State Warriors. Wait. Many years of Wolves Warriors. Uh, like, that's the wrong music. <laughs> I was thinking ESPN NFL music. I think I just hummed, but that's okay. It's a final gun down. It's going to do. It's going to do. Uh, Dwight Howard went to hmm. Hooters wearing a shirt <laughs> that said, may I suggest the sausage? And mm-hmm. underneath that phrase, a finger pointing down word. <laughs> yes, it is sausage. We I'm still a champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, over the top. Very suggestive. Uh, hmm. Say the least. Dwight, come on, dog. Really? <laughs> you, you, need, you, need, you need to advertise it? I mean, you're Dwight Howard. You're a champion, man. Yeah, you should. You're Superman. You're I'm still a champion. You're not right. a champion. You've never on, been a champion. Man. Champion. Yeah. 
Really? Is there anybody is now this is something I ask myself. Because it's Dwight Howard, is that shirt I mean it's pathetic because it's on Dwight Howard. If Derek Jeter wore that shirt, would we be no, no, no. criticizing him? Yeah. We would be. Doesn't matter who you, you are. Don't need it. I mean, I, I think we've all purchased shirts, suggestive shirts, maybe. No? I had one. It was of sperm shaped as the Nike swoosh, and the caption was, just did it. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. <laughs> I mean, but this was many, many moons ago. Yeah. Well, there was colonization of Jamaica. <laughs> uh, I, have you not purchased <laughs> funny sexual innuendo? Te- no, I think, just me? I think, okay, I think Pete right. dumped your, your shirt story. <laughs> oh, you can't say that? <laughs> no, I think you can. I th- I don't know. Why would you dump that? No, I, well, I had, I did have a what shirt. What does that mean? No, no, oh. I, I, I did have a shirt too that... <sighs> forget i got it in like the florida keys on a family vacation and it was uh what what did it say it was something i can't i can't remember but yes my innuendo yes the answer is yes yeah Yeah. okay but you you give it up at some point right exactly that's my point yes right the white hair you know let it go dog (laughs) yeah come on or just wear it when you're in a foreign country or something. How about that? Where no one knows you. <laughs> or just inside the house. Just buy the shirt and wear it inside yeah, the house. Just looking for something to throw on real quick to wear around the house. Yeah, but I to Hooters. A, I had a shirt and it, I used to wear in middle school, which was, it said, had enough called Dr. Kevorkian. And I used to Ooh, walk around wow. with that when I was in like sixth grade. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Teachers loved it. See, that's wrong. My teachers loved it. They did. That or whatever. Is so wrong. They they love the shirt. They were like, you know what? That's not a bad That's idea. That's why they sent you that Bellport. Like, <laughs> get him out of here. Send him over to brother. Yeah, I mean, even even then, was, <laughs> even then was, you were a jerk. Huh? <laughs> I wasn't gonna go with jerk, but you know, <laughs> disliking most people, I was gonna go with. It's not as you say. It's not my fault, man. No, not my fault. No. Coming up next, some NFL talk on Geo and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.